Howdy, howdy, y'all. Hope y'all are having a wonderful day today here on The Big Podcast. And on today's episode, June 27th, 2020, we'll be discussing multiple themes about religious diversity, specifically what the church thinks about salvation, whether or not people of different religions are actually related, and we will be having an interview with a good friend of mine, Alien Morons, or nuts, no, Alan Morones, yeah, him. Stay tuned for that. I'm sure he'll give you wonderful answers as he is a very smart guy. To begin, I will be analyzing the quote, Outside the church, there is no salvation. Now upon reading that, it is a common misconception to think that if someone isn't involved within the church, which is Christ's kingdom here on earth, then there is no possible chance to be saved. That simply is false. Ultimately, it is up to Jesus to decide who does or doesn't get saved. But just because somebody has never heard of Jesus, or the Gospels whatsoever, that doesn't mean there isn't any chance of salvation. They could live their lives in a good manner, full of peace and love, take care of those around them, and to help everyone else. Now let's look at Lumen Gentium's understanding of how non-Christians are in fact related to the church. We've already discussed how salvation is possible for all non-Christians through Christ as they live their lives to the fullest in a way that represents how Christ lived whether it be good, giving to others, helping others. It is important to recall that the Holy Spirit works within everyone's hearts and within their minds. It isn't exclusive to only Christians and Catholics. A lot of people do not understand that, and they believe that just because somebody isn't a part of Christianity, that there is absolutely no way for them to reach salvation. That inherently is false. In the end, what makes non-Christians and the members of the church related is that they both have a possible chance of reaching salvation and being saved by Christ, even those of other monotheistic religions that believe in the same God, such as Judaism and Islam. They still have a chance for salvation just as much as we do. And now, the interview with Alan Morones will begin shortly, right after the commercial break. Howdy, howdy, y'all. Welcome back from the short break. And now, you already know what time it is. It's time for an interview with the one and only Alan Morones. And he will be answering some questions that I have gathered just for him. What's up, Alan? How's it going? Hope you're having a wonderful day today. Now, let me start by asking the first question. In your eyes, what are the necessary aspects to consider when one person from one religion wants to observe another? An aspect that I consider to be essential for one person from one religion who wants to observe another is the god or gods that are being worshipped in that other religion. Keep in mind there are some religions that are monotheistic such as Catholicism or Christianity. This means that they worship one god. And there are some religions that are polytheistic meaning that they worship or recognize several gods. An example would be Hinduism. Obviously, with this variance in the amount of gods being worshipped or honored, there will be a variance in the perception of the followers of that faith and how they see their god. For example, Catholics, we see God as loving, merciful, and the creator of all. Another aspect that I consider necessary is the type of worship. This worship could be in the form of songs or prayer. Prayer is extremely important in my eyes 
for any religion and depending on what sort of faith you're observing the forms of prayer are going to be very very different the overall messages could be different or just the way they are performed there are some that could be meditation some are just silent prayers some are oral prayers you know alan that was a very great answer you just gave right there you never fail to disappoint especially with the prayers and different customs to be careful for when exploring different religions and observing them I really love how you gave examples with monotheistic and polytheistic religions as well. And now, it's time for the second question. If someone was trying to prove that Christianity and God were fake, how would you defend the religion? And also, have you ever been faced with someone who attempted to do that before? Please give your response thoroughly. Most of the time, people who reject God's existence rely on science as an explanation for everything. I would first tell this person that Christianity believes that God is the creator of everything. He's the reason for our existence. I would then go on to tell them that religion and science go hand in hand. It is said on many occasions that both can never contradict each other. As a matter of fact, Pope Francis is a strong believer in the sciences. There are so many aspects of the universe that we are unable to comprehend, but they are there for a reason. This inexplicable idea would have to come from a higher power who can have a rationale for why certain realities are the way that they are. One of my cousins, as a matter of fact, tried to convince me that there is no such thing as a god. We got into a debate for, I would say, 30 minutes or so. I held firm that there must be some sort of a higher divine being that is the cause of our existence. Wow, Alan. That was epic. I really love how you brought in Pope Francis as a counter-argument for science by stating that he's an advocate for science and he believes in it fully. I really appreciate you coming out here and giving out your amazing responses. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. To conclude, I would like to say that today's episode of the podcast, on the big podcast, has been phenomenal. We had some amazing questions and an amazing interview with Alan Morones. We've talked about how the quote, outside the church, there is no salvation, isn't as it seems. In essence, the quote essentially means that Jesus' kingdom is on earth in the church. That's where salvation is found. But it doesn't mean that people outside the church will never find salvation. It's important to know the difference. And also, non-Christians and Christians alike are both related because the Holy Spirit works within both of them. and It inspires both of them just as it did when the church was barely forming back 2,000 years ago. It was set up by apostles who were called by God to spread the word of God. This in turn means that Christians and non-Christians are both apostles in their own respective ways. And also, Alan, come again if you have any more questions or if you want any more questions to answer. You're always welcome here. Thank you guys for listening. Peace out. Mm -hmm.